Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> Looks like I got froths. Old music again. Uh, well, at least it's kind of cool. Misfits. Da da da, my darling. Sickly platypus, psychic grenade, zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Come on, froth, pick up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try another one. Oh, cool, I got through. Hey, froth, it's Rob. You know, I think my whole Down and Heat podcast is filled with unpopular D&D opinions. And honestly, I think a lot of the people that listen to Thought Eater probably share one really common, unpopular opinion, and that's that the old editions of the game are better than the new ones. But really, my most, well, likely my most unpopular D&D opinion is that all the subclasses are needless bloat. I'm a four-class type of player. Just give me the four basic classes. Maybe some races class or just different race species options. But especially the fighters, ranger, barbarian, paladin, <laughs> druid, bard, <laughs> assassin, monk. <laughs> just four classes. That's all you need. And some good role playing. See ya. What is up, everybody? It's Froth here. Thought Eater Podcast. Thought Eater Blog. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. Hope you're having a great weekend or have had a great weekend. And I'm glad to get things kicked off there with Rob C., legendary anchorite from the Down in a Heat podcast, because I want to congratulate Rob, who podcasts from beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the Minnesota Gophers with a huge upset on the gridiron yesterday, taking on Penn State and grinding them into dust. Love it. Love it. So, yeah. And the the whole football thing kind of ties into why I'm doing this show today instead of a Froth University recap. You know, one of the only other pastimes that I'm as passionate about as tabletop RPGs is Georgia Bulldog football. And so this time of year is like heaven to me. And But as as a result of the football season... And my game's usually running on Saturdays. It gets kind of spotty around this time of the year, especially when Georgia plays at night. So we had a night game versus Missouri yesterday where we shut them out. But I was even willing to, I'm loving the Froth University, so I was even willing to run it, you know, starting late, you know, if, as long as we were up at halftime. But then I had a couple players that were not going to be able to play, and I didn't want to give up watching the dogs for a, you know, less than hundred percent game. So next week, I'm really excited. I'll be traveling to Auburn to watch the game. So it'll be a, you know, a couple weeks before we play again, but you know, if there's a silver lining in that, it's that, you know, I was talking about the pace of the game 
there's actually going to be like a few weeks that go by between the first session and second session in game time. So it actually works out. There's never any good, you know, there's never anything good about not playing really. But if I had to squint and come up with something, that would be it. But I know y'all don't listen to this show for, for football talk. So what's the topic today? Well, Rob got into it. You know, last Friday on 5-Minute Friday, I was talking about uh, a topic I'd seen floating around on blogs and social media. What is your unpopular D&D opinion? And, you know, if you want to go back and check mine out, I'll give you the short version. I didn't think 4E was all that bad. It's not great. It's not my favorite. I don't expect to convince anybody to start liking it. I know why people don't like it. I know it's unpopular. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. So, <laughs> but anyway, that, that was what my unpopular opinion was. And I reached out to other legendary, highly touted anchorites and anybody listening, if they wanted to call in and share their unpopular D and D opinion. And so there we heard from Rob C not much for a bunch of subclasses and alternative classes. And I get that too. You know, uh, um, even at its purest form, he didn't even have the thief. So, um, and you know, I don't agree with it. I'm sure most people don't, you know, or a lot of people don't agree. That's why it's unpopular, but that's what Rob had to say. So, you know, I, I, there are definitely some classes I find as superfluous, you know, like a superfluous third nipple, like the bard <laughs> The bard is definitely to me like the third nipple of, of D and D, but, um, anyway, Appreciate Rob calling in, and so what we're going to do is I'm going to play some of the messages that I got from some of the legends, hear what they had to say, and then I have another unpopular opinion of my own, unpopular D&D opinion that I'll, I'll share at the end. And so when I asked people to respond to this, um, it didn't have to be an unpopular D&D opinion. It could be any kind of unpopular opinion. So, But anyway, let's hear what some of the legends had to say. Oh, you want it unpopular? I'm gonna give you unpopular. Word for the wizards of Tea Coast. Quit putting out the same old stories. You're supposed to be a team of creatives. Well, get creative. Make something up instead of just turning it out time and time again. Crank the handle. Oh, oh, oh. enough of this. Another that version five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, nine again, nine again. Anyway, wouldn't be so bad if you put out old stuff and actually made the books like they used to be made. Put out the old. In fact, why don't you just make them like the old books with the same old stuff in? In fact, I don't want your new books. Just give me the old stuff. Oh, wow, nightmare. What can I say, Froth? Um, Tom the troll there got hold of my phone and he's just gone shooting his mouth off. Strangely, I overheard him talking about he wants to see some new stuff, some fresh design from the Wizards. Well, that's, that's a first. He's normally, you know, being a troll, he's normally old, set in his ways. He likes his nostalgia. As do I, but yeah, maybe there's a little bit of hope for him yet. Looking for some fresh content and 
new thinking from the Wizards. But I tell you what, neither him nor me are a big fan of that new binding. Wow, that's when you really want them old books for that old, durable, keep your pages in your books kind of binding. And when you've got a troll rifling through your collection, I tell you, you need it. That is Colin Green there, joined by Tom the Troll from the legendary Spike Pit podcast. Awesome podcast. And thank you for calling in, Colin, and good stuff. They do just kind of regurgitate the same stuff over and over. Um, Or just slightly reimagine it. Uh, And it is kind of like not a lot of new ideas. Um, Of course, I get why they do it. There's a whole new generation that hadn't played any of this stuff or maybe even heard of it. So it's kind of like it's new to some people, but... For long-time players, it is kind of like, oh, okay, it's the fifth, you know. They do they do Curse of Strahd every edition, you know, or some spin on it, or, you know, Ravenloft. Um, and, you know, one thing that made me think about is the one, you know, there, there have been a couple that are kind of original, and I thought that they just re-released the what was two books, but the Tyranny of Dragons was the first... Uh, you know, kind of combo adventure for 5e. And um, it, it was, I mean, it has Tiamat in it, but it was at least original. And uh, and so, but for some, you know, that's one of the most unpopular of all the, <laughs> of all the 5e adventures. But I think that's a really good point. You know, there's not a ton of original, you know, stuff coming out of Wizards. Um. It's all just kind of looking back and either converting it straight away, like in the Yawning Portal book, or or just kind of twisting on it a little bit. Uh, for the most part, you know, there are a couple of exceptions. And then the binding. God, yeah, see, my old monster manual, that thing will survive nuclear war. Like, I don't even know. I've never heard of anybody talk about their monster. At, at our local game shop, they sell used copies of stuff. So they have some old one ebooks that are just battered. Like, you know, and you can get it for a couple bucks. Because they're just, they're almost not even play copies anymore. They just look, you know, just mutilated and just as rough as a book can look. But the binding is intact. With the new books... Like I just, my player's handbook, I, I just, I handle it like it's a, you know, a newborn baby because I, you know, I, I know it's bound to fall, fall apart. And my curse of Strahd, you know, ran it once. It didn't make you know, it didn't make six sessions before the front page, the way they do the front pages, it, it, it was already coming apart, you know? And, uh, people say, you know, you can call them and send them in or whatever, but who has time? I don't have time for that. Probably never open the book again, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the binding is terrible, terrible. Now the only, uh, there is one, one ebook that had bad binding. That was the unearthed arcana. I read this story somewhere. I guess they used a different printer for some reason for that one. And that one's notorious for falling apart. Um, 
But yeah, the binding's awful. But then you look at like the old PHB and Monster Manual and stuff. I'm telling you, you can keep, you can play frisbee with that thing. You can stomp on it, <laughs> and it'll never come apart. So anyway, thanks, Colin. Dude, I would posit that 4E is no crunchier or min-maxier than 5E. There's a lot of bits of 4E that got ported into 5E. So it makes me laugh when all these people who talk about how much they love 5E talk about how much they hate 4E. Uh, but anyway, man, my unpopular opinion, probably other than that one, is that I think the majority of the Watsy adventures that they put out for 5E are not good at all and not meant for running even. You know, I think Stroud is probably good and Saltmarsh seems like it'll be good, but the other ones, no sir, I'm not into it. Peace out. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I totally left my voicemail as soon as you started talking in your episode. And so then going on to listen to the rest of it, man. <laughs> that was crazy. Same page, dude, for sure. Same page. Joe Richter there from the Hindsightless podcast as well as the Wheel or Woe podcast. And yeah, take another swipe at the 5e adventures. I can tell you this because I've actually, you know, I've actually run, run some of them and they're hard to run. I mean, it's just the, like the layout is not, and this, I'm not the first person to say this, but it's just not set up to be very DM friendly. It's almost more like literature, you know? It's hard to find stuff. It's all over the place. It's not kind of laid out in an easy to use format. That's one of the things OSR has gotten really good at, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's an unpopular opinion because people love it. And you know, I'm not, none of this is to like be critical of anybody. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Nobody's really right or wrong. Uh, not that we really need that disclaimer, but in case it wasn't obvious. Um, but yeah, so, and I, I, I know that Joe there mentioned Curse of Strahd as maybe being an exception, but it was really hard to run. It was really rough. In fact, I got, I was very frustrated with that. There were other problems with it too. A lot of cheese and not good cheese either. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it was, it was difficult and there was stuff that could have been solved really easily with like, just a few bullet points at the beginning of a chapter saying like, here's a major NPCs, the major little lo adventure locations or whatever. But instead it was really stretched out all like, you know, it was like literature really, um, like reading a, a story or something in a lot of the cases, as opposed to, um, a, a, making an adventure that's has utility, you know, for the DM. Oh, but anyway, thank you, Joe. Hey, Froth, going down a windy country road at high speed at night. Probably not the smartest thing I've done. Actually, I'm not going that fast, but still windy at night. Anyhow, you know, when I, when you posted this up on Audio Dungeon, and I, I just got a chance to listen to your podcast now, it's 6.30 at night here on the East Coast, and, you know, you, if you go back in the audio dungeon, 
you'll see earlier today, right after you posted it there, I put on there, my popular opinion was that 4E wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I guess I can't use that one again. I'll tell you what, I, I'm not overly enamored with Dungeon World, to be honest. And I was never enamored with Vampire or Werewolf or any of those things. Those are probably unpopular opinions. I'll tell you the other unpopular opinion I'm doing. My other unpopular opinion, I suppose, other than not being enamored with Dungeon World and not, or Powered by the Apocalypse, I should say, not being enamored by Powered by Apocalypse, not being enamored by the, um, whatever else I said. Oh, Vampire Masquerade, all those games. Is. I'm not thrilled with any of these new Star Wars movies. I may not even go see the new Star Wars movie. I love Star Wars, have almost everything that West End Games put out. But, you know, I haven't bought a Star Wars game since. That D6 Star Wars is still my Star Wars game. That's probably unpopular, too. Warhammer Fantasy, I'm happy with my old second edition. Actually, I have first and second. But anyway, I'm, I'm happier with these older editions. Same board games. I'm happy with the old 90s Warhammer Quest. So, that's my unpopular opinion. I'm a Luddite. I'll talk to you later. That is Jason there, Legendary Anchorite from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. And, you know, they mentioned the Audio Dungeon Discord in there, and it made me think about saying this because I maybe haven't said it on the podcast in a while. You might be listening to this and being like, oh, who are all these people podcasting? Or they're calling in each other's shows. You know, what's the deal? Most of us use Anchor as like the base for our podcast because it's real simple, it's free. Anchor goes ahead and puts your podcast out, distributes it for you automatically to, you know, Apple and a bunch of other places. And then there's a cool community that all gets together on Discord and chats and kind of cross-pollinates on each other's podcasts and everything. So you might be listening to this wondering how to get started or just being like, I got something to say, this sounds like fun. So... If, if you want any tips on how to set up or, you know, how to hook up with Anchorites and, and get on the Discord and all that, let me know. I can help you out. It's frothsoft, frothsof at gmail.com. You can send me an email, get you hooked up with the Anchorites, and, and, and let you start flapping your gums just like froth. <laughs> but as far as what Jason said there, a part of that ties into what Rob C. was talking about. You know, it's kind of an unpopular opinion in the first place to just really like the original, the originals of things and not to have moved on, you know, you know, newer isn't always better to people, you know, and some people I think will just go to the newest edition and always look at it as a progression when sometimes, uh, you know, to many, you know, to some people, the, the original is, is better. Uh, I'm definitely that way a lot, you know, Warhammer fantasy for sure. Um, the, the problem becomes that it's the new ones that really get most, you know, traditionally at least get new additions, get more support. So you feel like you're kind of forced to move on. That's one of the great things about OSR and everything. It found ways to, to kind of reprint and, 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 and keep old additions alive and everything. Um, now, as far as the Star Wars D6, I mean, I I know I said that this is all his opinion, but I think it's just a statement of fact. We'll just call this one fact. D6 Star Wars is 
easily the best of the Star Wars games. I, I guess I have to say, in my opinion, one of the great games of all time. And yeah, those other games you mentioned, I've never actually played any of the Apocalypse World games. I know a lot of people love them. Some people don't. The only thing I'd say about that is I have a player, a really good player that, that plays in my games and, uh, and they enjoy those games, but they tell me that, um, it really, it, there's kind of, it requires a good group, you know, like I, I think sometimes in D and D, it doesn't matter if you're outgoing or you're a total introvert. It doesn't matter. Um, so much, you know, you can be a quiet person that doesn't like to, you know, steal the spotlight and, and, and it doesn't matter so much, but the, the way they mentioned it to me is that, um, apocalypse world to really tell good stories and everything. Um, uh, it kind of requires everybody to be, you know, uh, kind of more on the outgoing side and I, I can't comment, you know, I don't know how true that is. Like I said, I haven't played the, uh, haven't played them. And, uh, I do like the, um, I like the storytelling system for vampire and everything. I, I don't so much like, um, maybe playing as vampires. I like, like the hunter stuff or, you know, just telling weird stories, but, but not necessarily being a supernatural creature yourself, but that's neither here nor there. As far as the new star Wars stuff, you know, I, I really, I did like Rogue One, and, and uh, I didn't think Solo was as bad as, as some people did, but, um, you know, the, the tricky thing with that is it's almost like you can't have an opinion about the new Star Wars stuff without being kind of considered some misogynist troll-type person, because there are a lot of people that, that clearly do have some kind of uh, trollish um, motivation in their criticisms of things. Uh, you know, the internet's full of that, but it, it kind of gets to where you almost feel like you can't share a negative opinion about, uh, about any of it without, you know, people thinking you're that way too. Um, it's, it was kind of weird that way, but I guess part of the reason I wasn't so high on um, like the first of the new Star Wars movies, it's kind of like Colin was saying, it felt like they were, it was almost just a slight reinvention, slight tweaking on the, you know, the original, you know, first movie, the new hope or whatever, you know, it didn't feel, it felt like it was kind of you know, almost exactly following the kind of the plot. And even the original series did that a little bit with like return of the Jedi. It's like, it's another death star. You know what I mean? It's always another huge space weapon kind of, or, you know, some kind of major weapon thing, you know, thing going on. But anyway, but thank you very much, Jason. Hey, froth is Che out on a breathy walk on a Sunday morning. My unpopular AD&D opinion is I really, 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 really dislike the six standard stats. Strength Dex, Intelligence, Wisdom, Constitution, and Charisma. So arbitrary, and we're so stuck with them because nobody wants to give them up. And we really should, because... 
you know, there are better options as far as I'm concerned. I mean, for starters, I think we can get away with fewer. And, oh, I don't, just don't get me started. Can't stand those. Bore me. Every time I see them in a book, I just, yeah, chuck the book away, really. Can someone write some games without those? Oh, people have. Thanks, man. There you go. I know. I said it. Che Webster there from Roleplay Rescue. And, uh, yeah, you want to talk. I mean, that's that's a sacred cow you're dealing with right there. That's, uh, I don't think you'll ever see a D&D edition that doesn't have those. Somebody was talking about, I can't remember where I saw it, but was saying, well, they don't really even use the ability scores anymore. It's really just the, the bonuses. And maybe there'll be an addition down the line where it's just like a little bonus, you know, like the plus two or whatever for, for a score of 16 or whatever it is. And, um, but even then it would still be tied to the six ability scores. So yeah. Uh, but I, I get, I get what you mean, but that's definitely, if you bring that up in a wizards of the coast board meeting, they'll throw you out. So <laughs> thanks Shay. All right, so I promised you another unpopular froth D&D opinion, and here it is. I love monks. They might even be, they're probably tied for maybe my favorite class. And I'm not just talking about modern monks. I'm talking about the old school monk, too. And I know it's unpopular. A lot of people say monks shouldn't even be in the game, you know? And... A lot of people strongly dislike, you know, especially like the old school monk mechanics. Now, they did nerf it pretty bad in 1E, you know. It is pretty severe. Gygax must have hated them or something. But, you know, you look at the old Blackmore one, you know, it's pretty killer. And I just, uh, I think part of it is I grew up loving martial arts and everything. Took uh, Taekwondo with my little brother, you know, for years. And I also grew up in that period, you know, where it was in the end of the eighties where it was just like a big fad. Like we had nunchucks, we had throwing stars. It was not just karate kid, but you know, American Ninja and you know that. So I'm sure that that's maybe part of it, but I just always like, uh, it's fun for me to role play. And I also just like the mechanics. I like the new mechanics with like the whole flurry of blows, you know, multi-attack. I like just old school, uh, you know, quivering palm and uh, grabbing arrows out of the air. And it's for some reason, you know, I just always liked it. And so many people just don't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they did, like I mentioned, nerf it in first edition to where... It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the, you know, the, the, the D4 hit points in the worst of it, but, you know, not letting your ability scores, you know, affect your, your abilities in some cases, I thought was a little bit of overkill, but you get to mid to high levels and you can, you can do some damage. And I'll tell you this, if I rolled up the scores to qualify for a monk in a first edition game, it's no question. I'm playing the first edition monk. Even as written, brutal as it would be at the low levels, no question. I qualify for a monk. I'm playing the monk. 
I mean, the first 5th edition character I rolled up, Monk. First new Pathfinder 2nd edition character I rolled up, Monk. First Pathfinder character I rolled up, Monk. 3rd edition character I rolled up, Monk. <laughs> so, I like Monks. And I know it's unpopular. Anyway, so, hey, this was a fun show to do, and it wouldn't have been any good without having heard from legendary anchorites like Che Webster, Colin Green, Jason, uh, Joe Richter, and of course, Rob C. from Down in a Heap. So, thanks, y'all, for participating and making it a fun show. Uh, hey, if you're a straggler and you've got an unpopular D&D, unpopular RPG opinion you want to share... Just like always, you can message me on the Anchor app or on just the Anchor Thought Eater website. You can send me an email, frothsofffrothsof at gmail.com. Check out the blog, frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com. Next, you'll hear from me, of course, Hump Day, Blogorama, another weekly tour around the blogosphere. So that'll be coming out for you. should be Wednesday morning, U.S. time. I want to thank folks backing me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash thought eater. I've got it set up to where it's just one tier, a dollar a month. So if you like what I'm doing and you want to just kind of throw a dollar in the chip jar, tip jar every month, you go to patreon.com forward slash thought eater. Check that out. Uh, if you're looking for other ways to support the program, you can add the thought eater blog to your blog roll. Give me a rating on these various um, podcast platforms that allow you to do it or just let a friend know about it. Other than that, sorry, we didn't have a froth university. That's going to be a couple weeks, but it'll be coming again. And uh, I've already still been putting together some more music and everything from 1982 as there is still in 1982 for now. So expect a lot of air supply, spoiler alert, air supply. <laughs> so. Anyway, hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Great week. Talk to you soon. Logan, let's go. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Boom, 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 boom,